Hey y'all, what up? It is I, the one and only, the greatest host ever. It's me, Jonathan, aka Them Kids Daddy, aka the most inconsistent podcaster that you probably don't listen to. And this is another episode of So What Y'all Think. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to send out some words to the people that were affected by Hurricane Ida. Uh, that thing got up on land and spawned a bunch of her, uh, not hurricanes, uh, tornadoes, which is really, really crazy to see. So I know the people in new Orleans are really going through it. If you can, you know, if you're able to do so, please find an organization to, um, donate, you know, goods, money, time, blood, whatever. Um, those folks are going through it and they really need it down there, man. As well as the folks up in New York, I believe New Jersey got hit too. Um, which still mind boggling to me, but you know, um, yeah, please do some research, find a good organization to get involved with. Um, I know it'll mean a lot to those folks. So on my way over here, um, I came across one of the delivery drivers. I'm not sure what organization this person was driving for, but he was definitely whipping that van. Like it was a, a fucking hellcat. And I need y'all delivery drivers to relax. All right, because I don't think Amazon knows that y'all out there driving these things like they're, you know, like they're drag cars. All right, y'all got y'all really got to take it easy. Um, yeah, just relax, man. There's packages back there. All right, I guess that's like the important part is making sure people's packages get there safely. You know, damn the public safety part. Um, also, just want to touch on a few things from the last episode. The the documentary that I spoke of, it was actually called Iraq for Sale. It was uh, focused on the Iraqi war. So I just wanted to correct that really quick. I originally said it was um, war for sale, but it's called Iraq for Sale. So check that out if you get a chance. Again, I still stand by it. It's a really good documentary. Uh, check that out if you get a second. And also, I just want to touch on, uh, I had a friend of mine who asked me if I was really in witness protection. I am not really in witness protection, you guys. That was a joke. I guess I came off a little dry, and it's hard to read whether or not I'm joking via podcast when you're listening to my voice. But if you know me, you know that I have the tendency to sometimes do dry humor, um, maybe a little dark. I don't know. So I apologize to anybody that really thought I was in witness protection. I am not. Me and my family are okay. Um, except for that one time in Vegas, but we can't talk about that. But no, nah, um, no, we moved down here on our own free will, which some people, like I said before, just kind of, you know, turn their nose up to it. But it is what it is. Uh, so let's jump into some topics, man. I got a couple things I want to talk about here. Uh, so I think it was last week or the week at, week before we were eating tacos. And I started thinking to myself, I was like, how would I treat my kids if they ate their tacos weird? Like, and you know, when you eat your tacos, you tend to turn your head. Like that's, I feel like that's the traditional way to, to eat a taco is to turn your head. But then some people, they turn the taco, which to me is kind of weird because if you turn it a certain way, you might lose, you know, the contents of your taco. And then that taco then turns into, you know, a bowl or nachos or whatever depending on if you go hard shell soft shell whatever you know whatever your your eating situation is if you're at home if you're out at a restaurant you're on a date or something like that if you're out in the streets you know um at a food truck i don't think you want to waste the contents of your taco so to me the the way you hold your head or the taco is important 
And me, like I said, me personally, I turn my head. And I've heard people say that they do both. And I've called that the seesaw technique, which is kind of weird. Like, I've never really tried it. But I can also see how some folks would hold the taco like a sandwich in a way and then eat it like that. Which I don't know if y'all, if in, if you guys frequent Taco Bell, I don't as much. I do, I'll, I'll eat Taco Bell, but it's not something that I go out of my way to get unless I really, really want Taco Bell. But they've got a taco sandwich now. And I saw something on TV. They were supposed to be doing like a mock debate of whether or not a taco is considered a sandwich. And the answer is no, it's a taco. A taco is a taco. So I don't understand why this is becoming a thing or... Honestly, I don't really think it's a thing. I think it's just Taco Bell trying to get some traction for, you know, another one of their foods, which is funny because I saw I saw a, a little post a while back. I think it was on Instagram, but it's saying how all of Taco Bell's foods are the same ingredients, just different shapes. You know, so it seems like Taco Bell is more so into uh, introducing new shapes versus actual new foods or anything like that. So, yeah, they've got some taco sandwich shit going on. I I don't get it, man. Whatever. At some point, they'll probably start serving hot dogs. I would not be surprised at all if Taco Bell starts serving hot dogs. So, y'all look out for that, the Taco Bell hot dog sandwich taco. Um, Hey, you guys remember waterbeds? It's weird, right? I, did, I don't know. I might be showing my age with this, but for some reason, like in the 80s, and uh, parts of the 90s waterbeds were really popular and i don't know why because i've known people that had waterbeds and having laid on a waterbed before it is not very comfortable it's not comfortable at all um i think the concept of it sounds cool because like oh you're laying on water and it just you know you float and but think about if you're sharing that bed with somebody how uncomfortable it would be to be laying there sound asleep and you know you're in a deep slumber and you're having a really good dream and then all of a sudden you start you know all of a sudden you just start leaning and rocking with it you know and on top of that they're heavy and plus think about the fact like what if that bed gets pierced you know what i mean now you got water damage in your home and what if your insurance doesn't cover that you know now you're screwed so now you don't have a bed or a way to, you know, get the room cleaned or anything like that. But um, and on top, in addition, it just it doesn't seem like, OK, look, I know everybody's thinking it. But when it comes to having sex, it doesn't seem like that would be very comfortable. Like it's at first, it seems like it'd be kind of cool because it's like, you know, the motion of the ocean or whatever they say, you know. But it just I don't think it would be very comfortable to try to to, you know have sex on a waterbed that just doesn't seem like it's comfortable so um, I'm glad they did phase out though if you still have a waterbed that's pretty funny to me but then you have to think about like where did they dispose of the waterbed did the waterbed come fully assembled with the water in it or did you have to put the water in it yourself see that's I've never thought about that as a kid because I was always just infatuated not infatuated but I was always um, intrigued by waterbeds because it's like oh man like you sleep on water you know but who puts the water in the waterbed? You know what I mean? Like, did Sealy deliver it like a big pouch and they just filled it up for you? And then you can't jump on it. Like, you know how little, you know, as a kid, you always like to jump on your parents' bed. You can't jump on a waterbed. So, again, you've got to worry about your kids possibly piercing the waterbed. You know, so just um, if you have a waterbed, you know, 
give it up, man. Pop that thing and turn it into a jacuzzi or something, a swimming pool. Just, uh, yeah, please get rid of your waterbed. So. Um, and talking about throwbacks, I was recently watching. I was actually not recently, last night. I mean, it's still recently, but last night. I was watching House Party, and I started thinking about all the TV shows that are getting remakes and stuff like that and how certain shows are doing reunions. I personally have never seen an episode of Friends, but I know they recently did a reunion. I don't know if they're supposed to be revamping the TV show or something. Um, I could care less. But I know the Fresh Prince, they did a reunion, which was really dope. That was on HBO Max. If you get a chance, please, please, please watch that. It was really cool to see everybody there and just kind of... um, reminiscing on the show and they even brought the original aunt viv on there i her name escapes me at the moment but it was cool to see her and will sit down and actually kind of rehash what exactly happened and why there was such a difference between um their personalities and what really happened and whatnot so uh it was really cool check that out if you get a chance um like i said it's on hbo max but then i know there's a um there's this documentary i think it was on i can't remember it might be hbo max or hulu or amazon prime video but it's called the orange years and basically it's about like the 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 creation of nickelodeon and all the different shows and where it's at now and everything i want to say this is probably about two years old maybe a year or two but i find it very cool because i grew up watching nickelodeon like when I was younger, we didn't have Cartoon Network. We didn't have three or four different Disney channels. Like, Disney Channel was a premium channel. You actually had to pay for that. So you didn't just get it out the gate. But Nickelodeon was always there. And Nickelodeon was, like, the channel to watch. And so uh, getting to watch that and see them talk about some of the different TV shows that I grew up watching and, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff was really dope. So if you're an old fart like me, I highly suggest that you check out The Orange Years. Um, I'll try to remember where it's at, maybe post something on the, um, on the Instagram page, but watch it, man. It's really cool. Cause I like nostalgia, uh, when, especially when it comes to like music and movies and TV shows and stuff like that. I'm really big on nostalgia because it just kind of takes me back to a certain part of my childhood. And it's always cool to relive that. Um, I know some people don't want to relive their childhoods and you know, if that's a sore spot for you, then please skip over that and uh, continue to move forward, man. But the orange years was cool and so just going back to what i was originally saying i i want to say that i read recently that they're remaking house party which i don't necessarily think is a good idea but being that they made you know four or five other house parties after part two because i stopped paying attention to the series after part two because to me those are the only good ones but i know the wonder years is being revamped and at first i was a little iffy about it but because, again, I grew up watching The Wonder Years and I really like that show. But um, I just I don't like seeing reboots and reimaginings and, you know, a remake or whatever. But when I read that Fred Savage, who uh, played Kevin on the original Wonder Years, was one of the executive producers and that I, I, I'm not sure if it's taking place in the exact same time frame. But the fact that it is, you know, it, it's just a retelling from the perspective of a black family which is really dope so uh i've seen a few trailers for it it looks really good i plan on checking it out i don't know if my kids will be interested in watching it maybe my oldest he's 12 so he's kind of in that age where he can kind of relate to some of the stuff that might be going on in the show but um i'm gonna check it out i'll give it a chance but um it's just 
you know, that thinking about the shows and the movies that I would like to see a uh, a remake of or, you know, maybe like a, I don't know. I'm just so tired of hearing the the word reboot. But personally, I, even if it's not like a full-blown like remake or reboot, I would like to see um, like a Martin reunion. I'd like to see the cast of Martin do a reunion. Um, the Wire would be really cool. Um, Pete and Pete would be be really cool too because that again that's a Nickelodeon show that I grew up on. They kind of kept reach out to some of the folks that were on Pete and Pete during that documentary, The Orange Years. So that was really neat. But um, I, and Living Color is another one. That's <laughs> it's one of those shows that I grew up watching and I really had no business watching it, but it was funny and I really liked it. And that was basically like. That was kind of like our Saturday Night Live growing up because we weren't really into Saturday Night Live at that time. At least I wasn't. Me and my friends weren't really watching it like that. So I want to say a few years ago, there was talks of a reunion and they were going to shoot an episode and they were going to try to get everybody back. But I guess it just fell through. It didn't work out. And I'm glad that they pulled the plug on it because I would rather it not be done versus them doing and it just didn't feel like true to what the show actually was and them not have you know the original cast and it just be weird you know I'd way rather they just actually do the do the reunion and and have everybody who's there that should have been there so uh and if you don't know man and Living Color launched a lot of people's careers you know Jennifer Lopez got her start on there as a fly girl all the Waynes damn near every single Waynes has been on that show at least once uh Jamie Foxx got his start on there Jim Carrey got his start on there. And there's a lot of, lot of, lot of famous people, you know, who went on to do bigger and better things. So, um, I recently just found out that, uh, Larry Wilburn's brother was actually on the show. And once I saw the two of them, uh, side by side, it made sense. His name was Mark Wilburn and, uh, he passed away, I think earlier this year, you know, so rest in peace to him for sure. And while I'm on the subject of that, I know I mentioned The Wire being a show that I would like to see a reunion for. Uh, Yesterday, we unfortunately lost Michael K. Williams, who was a very integral piece of The Wire puzzle. He played Omar. Um, I know a lot of people are going to automatically just go straight to him being Omar or Chalky White, but that man had so many different roles. Like, he... His filmography is crazy. Like if you go online and look it up, it, he did a lot of a lot of good movies, man. And he uh, he definitely was one of my favorite actors. And that was celebrity deaths don't bother me all that much. It's just certain celebrity deaths kind of hit me a little bit harder than others. I know that was definitely one that hit me kind of hard because he was one of my favorite actors, and I felt like he was such like a force when he was on the screen, regardless of what he was doing, whether it be him um, in RoboCop, which was not a particularly good movie but he did a really good job given you know what he you know he was able to do in that movie um as far as his role uh he did an amazing job in Lovecraft County country Lovecraft country excuse me um you know but he just take some time and look and see the different movies he did man he's got a very very uh powerful story I personally didn't know that he, you know, he battled drug addiction or anything like that. So it was very unfortunate to see that that was how he went. Um, you know, it's very untimely. And he was only in his 50s, man. So that's still fairly young. Like, he still had a lot of time and a lot of work, you know. But fortunately enough, he he, he had the time that he had here 
and he was able to give us the work that he did give us so let's appreciate it for what it is um you know it's very unfortunate that we lost him the way that we did but um you know i don't know if a wire reunion would quite be the same without him uh because i i'm i'm pretty sure there's nothing but positive things about him during the time on that show um but you know it sucks it sucks either way man and i believe we are also coming up on the um the i don't i don't like call when someone passes away i don't like calling it the anniversary because when i hear anniversary i typically think like a happy moment like oh this is something to celebrate but i believe we're coming up on the date of uh mac miller's passing if it's not today um maybe it was his birthday or something i saw somebody post something about mac recently and i apologize for not knowing if it's his birthday if it's you know the day that he passed away but that was one that really hit me hard too uh, i became a fan of his music while i was in korea and uh you know that's another one fucking accidental drug overdose man and i don't want to go on this this tangent and get on this soapbox and tell people to stop using drugs and stuff but you guys, please be careful. If you're, you know, recreational drugs and you're occasional or casual user or whatever, please be careful because you're starting to see more and more people passing away from these uh, these accidental overdoses with because of cocaine being laced with fentanyl. Um, was is a uh, comedian and his I draw a blank at his name right now, but him and three other people were found dead in an apartment, accidental or drug overdose, cocaine man laced with fentanyl. So. Um, it just, we're seeing it way too much. So it's like, please be careful. You know, I'm not going to tell you to say no to drugs. It'd be nice if, you know, folks would just stop. But, you know, um, sometimes that's the escape that people need or they feel that they need, you know, if they can't just sit down and talk to somebody. But either way, it's just unfortunate, man. Um, you know, to, to be at a young age and to, you know, have that taken away from you. So, um, but yeah, man, that's just uh, getting back on track. I, ideally, I don't want to see any more remakes. I'd like to see more original ideas and, you know, uh, just new stuff being put out. But, you know, like Nas said, no idea is original. So I don't even really know if Nas coined that term himself. But either way, like we get the point. Like somebody's idea came from somebody else's idea. But um, just to blatantly take an idea that's already in existence and say let's just reboot it that kind of sucks i know it's a safe route but whatever man while i'm on this subject of entertainment and whatnot i'm gonna be straightforward with you man i started listening to donda and i got five tracks in before i just tapped out i i, I don't know man uh i haven't listened to an entire kanye album since yeezus which uh i actually really enjoyed but I I haven't listened to Ye all the way through. I definitely didn't listen to uh, Jesus is King. I didn't listen to Life of Pablo all the way through. I want to say that's pretty much everything he's put out since Jesus. But it just me personally, it just Kanye's music just doesn't it. I don't I don't know. It just doesn't touch me anymore, you know. And everything prior to the Life of Pablo it felt like there was actually like substance in the music. And I know, you know, there's going to be some Kanye fans or stands or whatever you want to call them, you know, folks who really enjoy his music who are going to disagree with me. And that's perfectly fine. Like, 
we can all have our own opinions and everything. But just me personally, I don't feel like Kanye's music resonates with me anymore. Um, I did listen to Drake's new album, uh, Certified Lover Boy, and I liked it. Drake, for me, uh, the last entire Drake album that I listened to was If You're Reading This, It's Already Too Late. And I really enjoyed that album. But then everything in between uh, that album and Certified Lover Boy, I really didn't care too much for. It Again, it just felt like, me personally, it felt like Drake had kind of missed that Drake seasoning or something like that. Uh, the They just didn't appeal to me. You know, I definitely, as much as I like Drake, I don't want to hear a double album by Drake. Like, as much, look, my favorite rapper, I don't want to hear a double album by my most of my favorite rappers, you know, and unfortunately some of my favorite rappers have put out double albums. But I just find it that the majority of it is just filler. And that, that you know, that's kind of taken away from actually just giving us music. But um, I know it was kind of like, oh, which album is better, which album is better. And I know I may not be able to speak intelligently on the entire, you know, battle of which album is better because I didn't finish Donda. But I just felt like there wasn't any real soul to it, you know, whereas like Drake actually kind of put some work behind his music. And I was talking to some friends of mine recently, and this is what this is my take on it. So, like, I feel as if um, Kanye's fans like his diehard fans are going to ride with him regardless of what he puts out. And that's cool. That's fine. Drake's fans I guess they they demand a certain type of music from Drake and I feel like more times than not he delivers on that type, you know, that music that he he delivers to his fans. Like Drake is pretty good about giving his fans what they want. Um whereas Kanye, I feel like Kanye is like, "Hey, this is my new album." I'm so awesome. Listen to all this amazing music that I just made. And if you don't like it, then, you know, Kanye and the folks that, you know, follow him. I don't want to say religiously, but like our diehard fans. It's like, oh, you just don't get it. You don't understand. You you need to have a certain IQ to listen to Kanye's music. And that's just kind of corny, man. Like the music's either good or it's not. Um, from a personal standpoint. And I just feel like Kanye's music has not been good. I'm not saying that everybody should feel that way because i don't but yeah it just it kanye's music just does it like i said it just doesn't resonate with me now drake you know he's definitely rapping about some shit that i can't relate to you know uh as far as being like you know international playboy and he's banging all these chicks or whatever or whatever he says he's doing but this shit sounds good you know and sometimes it boils down to whether or not the music sounds good you know and I'd way rather play Drake's album in my car than Kanye's album. Because even when I started playing the first track on Donda, you know, and, you know, rest in peace to his mother. God bless her soul. But even my kids found it funny. It was like, why is he just saying Donda over? And it's like, eh, this is mom's name. And this is supposed to be like a tribute to her or whatever. So um, once I explained it to them, they're like, oh, okay, we get it. Um, Can we not listen to this no more? So it just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't like Kanye's music no more. Sorry. It is what it is. Uh, I did hear the the uh, the leaked version of the song with Andre 3000 on it, which Dre's first was amazing. Um, he put out a statement talking about the concept of it and, 
you know, and he was saying that he was hoping that it would make the final cut of the album. And the version he heard didn't originally have that disc to Drake on there and that he would love to work with Kanye again and Drake and all these other artists. And I really hope that he gets a chance to work with all these other artists. But, um, yeah, Dre's verse was dope, man, being that he's lost his mother and, you know, he's kind of talking from the standpoint of, hey, you know, hey, Miss Donna, could you, you know, holler at my mom while you're out there and everything. So um, it was really cool. It's just a shame that, because that seems like it would have been that soul on the album that Kanye, you know, that I feel he's lacking. Um, but in order for that, for, for it to, to maintain that soul, I feel like it would need to be songs like that throughout the whole album. But I feel like because Kanye's at this place where he's just like so self-centered and it's all about him and this just grand whatever he can do. Like Kanye, just everything has to be big and, you know, a major scale instead of just putting out, you know, good music, you know. So it is what it is. Um, I know there were some issues folks had with uh, R. Kelly having a writer's credit on Certified Lover Boy and Drake's producer, 40, he put out a. A, a statement saying that there was a sample that they used that faded slowly into an R. Kelly song. And because of that, he ended up getting writer's credits on the song. Um, look, man, I despise R. Kelly. You know, I despise R. Kelly. Um, everything that he's done, everything that he's been proven guilty of. I mean, not even in court, but just the stuff that we know that he did is just uh, that is a despicable human being, man. It's gross. Um, but for ev for a lot of people to like rally and grab their pitchforks and torches and stuff like that and start coming at Drake and his team like they went out of their way to you know make sure he got writer's credits like it was a technicality man you know it's unfortunate it's, you know and fortunately enough it me personally it doesn't take away from the song like I still think it's a dope song even with that one little part being in there so you know it's not like he sought out R. Kelly and said hey I need you to throw some you know some of your little stained sauce on this and and make it a better song but um i get it i get it you know i see both sides of it i see both perspectives but you know i'm not going to sit here and pretend to know all the intricacies of the music industry and say oh well couldn't they have just not given him writer's credit i don't know i don't fucking know but like i said i get why people are upset but at the same time it's like let's not make it just seem like that drake like intentionally went out there and said oh let me put r kelly on this song so um that's actually that song that you know everybody's kind of up in arms about as one of my favorite songs on the album that's a tsu which goes into into deep which was like a two-part song and i like the second half of into deep because that's like uh it's very like strip clubbish and like i said before not that i've ever been there maybe once or twice but it's really cool i like the sound of it so all in all, man, um, I like Certified Lover Boy. It's a dope album. I know some people said it, thought it was mid. It is what it is, man. Can't please everybody. But I tell you what, though. Enjoy this shit while it's here. Because once Kendrick drops, yeah, that's probably about all I'm going to be listening to once Kendrick drops. Because I've, I've probably listened to Family Ties with him and Baby Keem a good 72 times today alone. Um, Kendrick is hands down one of my favorite rappers right now, man. Um He's been that way for quite some time, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what the music sounds like, what concepts and stuff he comes out with. So um, if you have not listened to Family Ties, I suggest that you pause this real quick and go listen to it because Kendrick is rapping his ass off, man. And he's talking very, very aggressively, and I'm looking forward to seeing that in the music or, you know, whatever else he decides to do. But I think it's going to be good music. 
there's you know rumors kind of swirling around that he's wrapping up the uh he's wrapping it up as far as like you know actually finishing the album and everything so hopefully we we get that album before the end of the year but i'm really looking forward to it um i i like drake but i like kendrick even more um between the two i feel like kendrick is just a better rapper um he's just more interesting rapper to me as well so i'm really looking forward to to seeing what the music sounds like so yeah enjoy this drake album while it's here because once kendrick comes out man he said smoking on top five and everybody knew what he was talking about so i don't know should be interesting yo i okay i've gone on these rants before so if you know me you know how much i despise candy corn i hate candy corn um and someone recently in an in a Instagram or Twitter post talked about how candy corn catches all the hell, but nobody talks about how trash uh, circus peanuts are and that circus peanuts, you know, constantly get a pass. Look here, man, over here, circus peanuts do not get a pass. Those are trash. Circus peanuts, um, candy corn, obviously. Uh, those stupid little candy pumpkins that are oftentimes paired up with the uh the 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 candy corn those shits are trash and peeps i hate peeps i used to like peeps when i was a kid but i ate so many of them but now i just i i can't stand them like just eating a whole marshmallow dipped in meth crystal sugar i don't it's yeah it's not appealing to me man so you can take all that candy you take them all and just get rid of them man i don't want them and i know people who like them and Look, man, God bless you, because your taste buds are screwed. I don't understand what your deal is, but there's so much better candies out there other than that crap. I don't understand. It's just, and it's the consistency of it. It's like it's chalky. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see how you can enjoy eating, like, chalky candy. The pumpkins, the, the peeps, circus peanuts, all that is trash. I think we should take all of it and shoot it into the moon. You know, get Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or whatever. See if they can get rid of it for us. Because there's no reason for that stuff to still be in manufacturing. To still be being produced or whatever. I did see recently that the um, the the cream the the cream savers is coming back. I didn't know that they stopped making them. I obviously wasn't looking for them. But I'm, le- I'm definitely looking forward to the cream savers. Those were uh, definitely a, a high class candy. They're of an upper echelon. So looking forward to those coming back out and stockpile those. I imagine that's going to be a frenzy because everybody likes to do shit like that when stuff comes back out. It's like, oh, I got to buy all of them. And, you know, Supreme will probably do a fucking drop or something. Stupid shit. But, um, but yeah. So for this week's episode going into shit I'll never understand, I... I I know that there's potential to step on toes with this and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be like a relationship guru or anything like that because I think most of the folks that claim to be one of these relationship experts, they're a bunch of frauds, all of them. Um, But I will say that if you know someone who is uh, constantly finding themselves in like microwave relationships, you need to sit down and have a talk with the man because look, I'm all for people getting out there and dating and trying to find their their person or just, you know, seeing multiple people. And, you know, if you just want to go out there and just bang everybody that you come across, that's perfectly fine. But when it turns into you, you know, constantly, oh, this is the love of my life. And, you know, I think we've all seen it before, you know, um, 
it's like every couple months this person is just falling deeply in love and they've gone and you know ruined their credit for this person and they just oh head over heels this is just my the the the, the fire in my loins the apple of my eye and then two weeks later it's like oh, i hate that motherfucker and i'll never do this again and you know women i'm going lesbian and dudes being bitter and shit like that it's like yo stop with the microwave relationships all right and look some people are just you know some people are suckers for love man some people are just hopeless romantics and you know um some people are gluttons for pain and punishment you know and maybe that's something deep down that they need to 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 iron out but yeah man it just it's i don't want to say it's necessarily annoying but it's a little it's a little bothersome it's like do they know every single time going into this that they're getting into a microwave relationship? Like, how long is this one going to last? And it's dope when you see them get into a relationship that lasts a really long time or it turns into something long term. But there are times where it's just like you see someone and it's just it's constantly it's just, oh, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. Never doing this again. And then they do it again. And then it's just the same cycle, you know. And what do they say? Insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome each time like it's got to get to a point to where you're being very insane when it comes to your relationships and whatnot you know so i've known people that said that look you know what i'm not dating no more i'm just really going to take some time and you know i know folks joke around about the self-love and stuff like that and really loving yourself but that shit's important man like you got to really have a good understanding of who you are and what you're going to be to this other person you know, and you got to be able to say what you will and will not tolerate when it comes to your next relationship. But and this is like for men and women, because a lot of times men, you know, guys will get out of a relationship and they end up being very, very bitter. Like sometimes I see more. I've seen more bitter men on my Instagram feed than I have women. And maybe it's just because women are doing a really good job of hiding it um, or you guys do the old switcheroo and make it to where it's like oh you know i'm back on my bullshit and i'm being a bitch and i'm gonna be out there in hot girl summer i'm on my whole shit or whatever but it's like mm, a lot of times that tends to be some sort of bitterness you know but um at the end of the day man i really do want everybody to be happy whether that's with somebody or without somebody but you know if you see someone in a in a microwave relationship please let them know it's like hey maybe you bump your brakes a little bit man you know and Look, it could easily also be that it's not, it really isn't them. It's the other person, you know? So maybe say, hey, you know, let's try to find you someone a little bit better, you know? But I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not a relationship expert. I'm not. I'm, I am not a relationship expert. I'll say that over and over and over again. But, you know, um, it's just, it's an observation. And just, again, it's some shit I'll never understand, but... You know, um, I don't know if someone feels a certain way about it and you like to come on here and discuss it and we can have a little conversation about it. I'm all for it, man. Um, you know, this is not me trying to attack anybody whatsoever. It's just, again, some shit I'll never understand. So, um, so I'm going to wrap it on up. I do appreciate y'all taking out a little bit of time to listen to me uh, ramble on about all kinds of shit for a little bit. 
Uh, I do appreciate each and every one of you that has interacted on any of my polls on Instagram or whatever. If you are not following my account, you can find me on Instagram. It's so what y'all think. It's all one word. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you have any topic ideas that you would like for me to touch on, if you want to be the guest, be a guest on the show, um, if you've got anything that you'd like to advertise or push, plug, whatever, um, shoot me an email. You can follow me on Instagram, like I said, so what y'all think. And lastly, I just want to say that um, the podcast is now being distributed on Spotify in addition to Apple Podcasts, where we've already been, and Google Podcasts, where we've already been. We're also now on Spreaker. So um, click on the link in my IG account on my on my page and just click on that link and it'll bring up um, all the different DSPs where the uh, the podcast is available. So again, man, reach out, give me some feedback, let me know what you guys think, and, uh, you know, until next episode, man, y'all take care, much love, peace.